I'm not sure whether you knew until Stephen mentioned it or we've talked about it earlier in the service that this week we celebrated Ascension Day. It's not something that Protestant Northern Ireland does very well. And yet Danny, one of our old interns who's been at the Bible College this year from Berlin, was with us on Friday night for a meal and said that in Germany they would have had a day off for Ascension Day. There's something, and can I say it briefly without getting into it at this stage of a Sunday service when I don't want to meander down too many blind alleys. The war is over. The Reformation War is over. The Counter-Reformation War is over. Protestants, it's all right to go back to the seasons of the church and to celebrate important days apart from Easter and Christmas. Because actually Ascension Day is an incredibly important day. Desi pointed it out to us a couple of years ago when we were going through the travel narratives of Luke. There in Luke chapter 9, when Jesus sets his face on what's ahead of him, where does he set his face towards? Let me remind you from Luke chapter 9 and verse 51. As the time approached, as the time approached for what? For the cross or the resurrection? No. As the time approached for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely set out for Jerusalem. Jesus going back to heaven. Jesus at the right hand of the Father, as Ian has just read from Ephesians chapter 1. This is important. Christmas, Good Friday, Easter Sunday, Ascension Day, Pentecost, Northern Ireland Protestants, let's get them all back on show and with equal importance. Incarnation in God becoming human. Redemption as the Lamb of God takes away the sin of the world at the cross. New birth bursting through baptism in the hope of eternal life and resurrection. And the cosmic rule of Jesus in the ascension before next week we celebrate the Holy Spirit being poured out at Pentecost. My Facebook quote, which I always get into a service, and I don't look for it, it's never contrived, they always land, is actually a poem from a guy called Malcolm Gweet. I presume that's how you pronounce his name. Some here will know Malcolm better than I do. He's a chaplain of Girton College in Cambridge and does some lecturing uh, in Cambridge in theology. But uh, he's also a poet and a songwriter. It's, it, how did I not know about this guy? I think I'd heard, but I hadn't investigated. David Montgomery, my friend who works for IFES, put a poem of Malcolm's called Ascension Up just yesterday. No, maybe on Thursday because that was Ascension Day. Listen to it, and then I'm going to break it down very briefly and see where biblically we can learn from this poem. Ascension. We saw his light break through the cloud of glory whilst we were rooted still in time and place as earth became part of heaven's story and heaven opened to his human face. We saw him go and yet we were not parted. He took us with him to the heart of things. The heart that broke for all the brokenhearted is whole and heaven-centered now and sings. Sings in the strength that rises out of weakness. Sings through the clouds that veil him from our sight. 
whilst we ourselves become his cloud of witnesses and sing the waning darkness into light. His light is in us and ours in him concealed, which all creation waits to see revealed. It's wonderful, wonderful theological stuff. So let's break it down very, very quickly, I promise. We saw his light break through the cloud of glory whilst we were rooted still in time and place. The disciples at the end of Luke chapter, 20, uh, uh, Luke, Luke chapter 24, the end of Luke's first account of what God's doing in the world in the gospel according to Luke about Jesus. And then of course Luke writes Acts as well. So we find at the end of Luke and at the start of Acts this ascension. The disciples watch him disappear. We saw his light break through the cloud of glory whilst we are rooted still in time and place. The disciples watched Jesus go. What were in their minds when they watched him disappear? As earth became a part of heaven's story and heaven opened up to his human face. Here's the cosmic zigzag. In the birth of Jesus, heaven comes to earth. In the ascension, earth goes back to heaven. Earth becomes part of heaven's story. God became human and now that human becomes God again sitting at the right hand of his father in the trinity above all things in the cosmos. Man as God in heaven we saw him go and yet we were not parted. Remember those readings we did in John's gospel I and the father in one are you and I are you and we we're all one in Christ. He took us with him to the heart of things, the heart that broke for all the brokenhearted. Jesus goes to intercede, to be there for us on that throne. Above all things, for what? For the glory, for the church, it tells us in Ephesians 1. In whole and heaven centered now and sings, sings in the strength that rises out of weakness, sings through the clouds that veil him from our sight, whilst we ourselves become his cloud of witnesses. Jesus has gone to be seated at the right hand of the Father to pour out that power that says to us, well, if we get through this, we can believe in God. No, that says to us because we believe that Jesus is God and where Jesus is now, that God and Jesus is in control of all things that we might be his witnesses. Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, after the ascension, or just sorry, before the ascension, you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the Turkish-Syrian border, and Myanmar, and the ends of the earth. To be his witnesses. Jesus prays for us, intercedes for us, seated in this throne beside the Father, in order that we might have that inner resilience, strength, and hope to be his witnesses. And sing the waning darkness into light. As he sings in heaven for us, so we sing the waning darkness into light. The kingdom not yet come, the kingdom coming among us. He is seated that we might be those who would go to Myanmar and teach the stories of the gospel, the stories of the Old Testament to those who will minister. That we would go to the border of Turkey and Syria so that we would be those who would sing the waning darkness of that war into healing and light. His light in us and ours in him concealed. We're back to the Patrick prayer that we prayed 
for the newly baptised Patrick out of St. Patrick's breastplate, his light in us and ours in him concealed, which all creation waits to see revealed. Ascension. God has gone back to glory so that we might be those who would continue his gospel story and what we do the way the Acts of the Apostles took over from the gospel according to Luke. When I come down and I haven't only come down and looked at June Pat with that phrase, I've texted her that phrase from America, I've texted her that phrase from Africa and I've always had a reply back. And June Pat knows that God exists and that we'll get through it because she knows about this ascension. And she believes Ephesians 1. That when we're in those moments when it's all breaking down and we're broken hearted and those around us are broken hearted. That as we're left in this time and place, Jesus has ascended unto glory to be the ruler of the cosmos which impacts our resilience, our hope. And the possibility of us, us singing to we in darkness into light. Let us believe in this ascension day the way we believe in other important days. And may it become embedded in our souls the way those other days have. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for the ascension. We thank you for its importance in your story of salvation forgive us when we've left it out or left it on the periphery show us its importance from Ephesians chapter 1 and show us its importance in our lives as those of us left in time and place leave here after communion to we in the darkness into light sing for us in glory Jesus be the ruler of the cosmos for us that we might believe that because you exist, we will get through this. In that Jesus' name we pray. Amen.